This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kerpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I had the not only the honor but the enjoyment of speaking to Meredith Feynman. Meredith Feynman is the founder of Finepoint, which is a communications and professional development company that empowers leadership through public relations tactics. Basically, my favorite thing about Meredith is she uh, attacks something that is so in need of help, which is teaching women how to brag better. I think ultimately we as women uh, focus so much on competence that we are not focused enough on confidence. And one, one talk with Meredith and you'll see exactly what you need to do to be a more confident leader. Uh, today we talk a lot about kind of the concept of social media being a comparison tool and how it's really can be very, very dangerous in that way. But if you can overcome it, then it's a great place to talk about yourself. So take a listen. So welcome Meredith to the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've actually never done a podcast before. So this is your first podcast? Yeah, my podcast V-card, I guess. Oh my goodness. I couldn't be more honored (laughs) because especially, you know, like I'm such a Meredith fangirl because I love absolutely everything you do across the web. Thank you. That really means a lot to me. I appreciate it. I'll make you a t-shirt. I need one. I need one. I, I do. Because I I've been watching you a long swag. time. You do. We need, some good, we need some good Meredith swag. I love it. Okay, so so I already know all about you because I am a fangirl, but our audience does, may not. So why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, just the story of your career and kind of how you got to where you are today? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out where to begin uh, in my lengthy, illustrious time on Earth. But wow. uh, I... Let's let's start with sort of the fine point stuff and how that came about. I have always been entrepreneurial and an entrepreneur. Um, and it had always sort of been screaming at me, but I never considered it an option. I always had a side hustle. Um, in college, I was a nightclub promoter in Manhattan Amazing. Uh, at a time when no women were doing it. And I realized that all they wanted were girls. And so... I would do that while I had my internships or other jobs and, and I always just sort of was doing something on the side and it never really registered that I should be working for myself till, um, about 2010. So I graduated from Penn and I actually moved to South America. I have a wide background in communications. I've been a freelance writer for 10 years. I've worked in advertising, marketing, now, you know, sort of PR communications, and then I will get to professional development. 
so I was at a big agency. I was at Young and Rubicam in Argentina for a year, uh, which was a hell of a first job and made me deeply, deeply admire people in the U.S. who work in a second language. And I was working in an industry that's, you know, contingent upon nuances in language. And it was very difficult, but wonderful. And I moved back to Washington, D.C. and... I actually started a lifestyle blog, which is what I used to be known for, called 51st J-Dates, which was pre-girls, pre-betches love this, pre-girl with no job, pre-all of that. It's way ahead of its time. Amazing. Um, And I almost did a book and a TV and all that stuff from that, and I just didn't want to be known for... commentary on young adulthood and dating. I just felt that that wasn't where I wanted to go business-wise. But again, I had this side hustle. I was working full-time at an agency. And again, with the having the thing on the side that I cared more about than my job. And I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. um, And it was, this was, you know, 2009, 2010. And it wasn't as trendy to be entrepreneurial, obviously, as it is now, five years later. And so I was just miserable at this job and I couldn't take it anymore. And I quit and I didn't have backup. Um, I had like $3,000 in my bank account. In retrospect, it's complete lunacy. I tried to make my blog my full-time job for a little bit and monetizing a website is damn near impossible, um, as yeah. you can see by what's going on in media, obviously. Yeah. So um, when I was at the company, I was doing digital strategy, but also outreach to bloggers. I was an influential blogger. And so they knew I had the contacts and understood how to pitch. And I come from, uh, I'm the the child of two journalists, the grandchild of two English teachers. uh, And I understood media and communication. So they told me one day to stop relying on my Rolodex uh, and form new relationships, which, you know, in public relations and outreach, your Rolodex is is your business. And I realized that um that was that was not the right thing for me to be doing and so basically the the last 5 years have just been pure hustle to go from uh just having a blog and not being sure what's what's next now now what finepoint has become so when i started finepoint 5 years ago remember my first client was this local uh furniture store. I was doing social media. I was doing anything because I just need to pay my rent. And it took probably a year for me to stop looking at job listings. Um, And I began as digital strategy. And then I realized that I deeply understood media and pitching and were really the only boutique firm to go from more digital to more traditional in that began as social media, evolved into digital public relations, evolved into my doing a lot of PR. So I ran Finepoint for like three and a half years as a PR firm. Yeah. We did technology, consumer lifestyle, business. And I became the go-to for individual representation. And I realized in the way that when I formed Finepoint, there was a missing cohesiveness between digital and public relations. Again, there was a missing link between someone's overall persona, image, online brand, voice, uh, and their overall press and publicity, coupled with the fact that I was noticing that nobody knew how to talk about themselves. So 
I was watching this progression. I would see young women come into my office and tell me that their accomplishments were stupid. I had friends and we would be at networking sessions or parties or entrepreneur conferences and I would have to hop in and explain the amazingness of what they're doing because they couldn't do it themselves. And then it came at the very high-powered level of my clients. I was representing a lot of business leadership, CEOs, founders, and there was a tremendous amount of discomfort in talking about yourself, telling your story, self-promotion. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. And so I realized that I wanted to take Fine Point in a different direction, which is that now when I explain what we do, it's all about empowerment through public relations tactics and more about professional development, leadership work. Uh, so I work one-on-one -on -one with the same sort of demographic, CEOs, founders, women skewing, but not women only. Men are quicker to hire me, which just proves makes my own sense. point. Makes all the sense. Um, yeah, it proves my own point. Uh, yes. And and I do a lot of speaking and training uh, with women and girls all about teaching women how to brag and self-promote. My issue is that as a writer, uh, I for the past you know five, six years, I've written about business and entrepreneurship. Um, I've done everything, I guess, except skywriting at this point. <laughs> and uh, I borrowed that from my dad. And uh, so, so, yeah, I... I realized that people don't know how to talk about themselves, but we have this problem where we're policing language. We're telling people not to say just, not to say like, not to do vocal fry, not to do upspeak. And that doesn't help. You're not building vocabulary, which is what Fine Point does, what I care about doing, what my uh, upcoming longer uh, content project, if you will, is all about redefining self-promotion and why it's important. It's crucial for your career. We're in a really entrepreneurial economy. Everybody has to be their own best PR person. Uh, and some of that is rooted in media techniques. And a lot of that is rooted in understanding that it's okay to talk about yourself. So that is a very long windup, but that's and what I do. But very, very incredible and has given me a lot, a lot to think about here and what we're going to talk about today because there's so many things that we can kind of attack. I have, I have a few questions first on sort of your entrepreneurial journey, and then I want to talk a little bit about uh, the, you know, the concept of teaching people how to self-promote because I think that's fascinating and women in particular. Um, but first, let's, let's get into some of the entrepreneurial stuff. So one of the things that you and I have a lot in common just as, as entrepreneurs, and we'll share that another day, like we have to, because our stories are, are actually eerily, eerily similar. Did you find it difficult when you, you started the company? What, one thing that really resonated was you went from more digital sort of to traditional PR to then narrowed to this incredible focus uh, that you found. Did you find it difficult to say no to projects that were sort of outside of that vision? And did you find that you had to in order to stick to that vision? So can I swear on this oh, podcast? Oh, you can totally swear on okay, this podcast. I swear like a sailor and I've been trying to hold yes. myself off. That's just part Please, of, you know. swear me. away. Swear no, away. I mean, listen, it's been a fucking nightmare. I mean, yes. it's everybody's yes. like, oh, how's being an entrepreneur? And I'm like, it's amazing and miserable and fantastic yes. and the fucking worst. Yes. And uh, so... I think my lack, my constant lack of satisfaction is, is a great driver and that's what drives a lot of people that work for themselves. But it took a long time for me to get this focused. For a long time, I didn't know what the is was. Um, and I was seeing these things go on, but nobody has tackled professional confidence, leadership work from this angle, which is awesome. I have first mover advantage, but I also yeah. have to prove, prove the market. And yeah. so, um, I mean, the pivot from Fine Point as a PR firm to Fine Point as this leadership and professional development company that sort of straddles the line between PR and 
and uh, other training and all these sorts of things and, and being keen on not being a sort of executive coach and understanding the difference of that. I mean, it's been literal hell. So I, I basically call, I I didn't want to be, most PR people get to where I was and that's what they do for 30 years and that's their thing. It just wasn't my thing. I mean, I consider myself an entrepreneur in media and I like to constantly evolve and that has just, that's just the worst. Um, but you know, I got, I got to a great place with my firm and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to throw this all away and do something completely different that nobody's ever heard of in a way that only I want to do it. So I promptly bankrupted myself. Uh, and it's been a long, it's been a long sort of 18 months crawling out of that. And people are really starting to grasp what I'm talking about because the thing is, is what I do is important for confidence and how you carry yourself and everything from a job interview to pitching VCs, but it's also extremely important for career and company bottom lines. So now, you know, every VC or, you know, the overall media, I'm fascinated by business leadership as celebrity. And I think it's a really interesting segment of the population because now it's, you make a lot of money from it and you will, you're more likely to get funded if, you know, you're either more charismatic or understand press or have a voice or have a column. And if people Um, know you, they know who you are. Yes. Yes. And so, and so I didn't think that it was fair that the benefits associated with that be reserved for people for whom it comes naturally because it is a learned skill set. And, you know, I was a a shy kid. I learned how to self-promote early. I learned how to package myself early, which is either amazing or like wildly fucked up. It's learned. You can learn it all. And you can uh, learn it. So you you feel that with the proper, with the proper training and just sort of insights about yourself too, you'll be able to do this because a lot of people struggle with this. I think, I think you're dead on. Thank you. Well, there's this terrible misconception, um, particularly also of America that we're all just yelling. And I wrote, I wrote this response to this op-ed of a, uh, Washington Post journalist where she talked about as a journalist that she wasn't doing social media. She sort of just missed the whole point, which was that we have some people screaming and then we have the, everybody else who has no idea what to do or say. And there's no in between teaching anyone anything about like, not being Donald Trump versus like never saying anything. So I think that there are tactics. It's never going to be that easy. It's never going to be for me. Sometimes it's even awkward or uncomfortable. Um, that doesn't go away, particularly also as a woman, when you're policed from your voice to your ankles and, and that's, that's what I'm talking about as well. And is that why you think women struggle more with this than men? Uh, Why is it so hard for women to promote themselves and it's not as difficult for men. I mean, it's a huge question obviously, but just from right. your perspective, what is it that is holding us back? You know, the media judges women on metrics that it doesn't judge men. Right. Like like appearance. Yep. Um, you know, I I remember I was at the Emily's List gala and I was standing with a friend who is a well-known uh, sort of pundit on air personality. And this woman walked up to her, a woman. Um, and we're standing there talking and, and she said she was a huge fan of hers. And then she said, have you ever considered vocal coaching? And, you know, my friend just looked at her and was like, no, I think my voice is fine. And, um, the woman said, well, you know, I'm, I'm a vocal coach. You know, I think I could really help improve your voice. And it was from, I mean, she was 
held her ground and I think did a lot to not, you know, tell this woman to go fuck herself. But, yes, exactly. Um, but I, I, after that happened, I, I turned to her and I said, how often does that happen? And she said, all the time. Um, so, so that's the first piece of it. The other is historically, you know, women were supposed to be meek and, you know, it's look pretty and don't talk. And, um, I think it's a very fine line for everyone, uh, when it comes to bragging and self-promotion, but I have yet to meet a woman who, when I, when I tell her what I do, doesn't say I really need help with that. And it doesn't matter how I mean, I've interacted with very powerful women about this stuff, and every single one of them will say that that they need help with it because historically, you know, women weren't supposed to be out there. And, um, you know, I think that's definitely changing, but very, very difficult. And so there's nothing there to help. And that's what I care about building. Incredible. And so in looking at social media, you know, there's one thing, there's a quote that I always give that's from... Um, it's actually from a pastor, Steve Furtick. And it says, uh, you know, everyone, of course, we struggle with insecurity because we're, sta- we're living our behind the scenes while watching everyone else's highlight reel. Uh, and social media is the ultimate, you know, in highlight reels, right? We're showing the best of ourselves. We're, show- we're really incorporating all of these great things that are happening in our lives. We're even taking pictures of like amazing food that we eat, of everything out there. And so how do you use social media uh, to help us as women and specifically women entrepreneurs or leaders uh, better tell our stories? Do you use social media as part of your kind of coaching and, and drivers to help women tell their story better? Yeah, so I think social media is very dangerous. Um, I've written, I write sort of about pop business, if you will. It's it's yes. it's less about what I do, more just overall observations. And one of the most popular things I ever wrote was uh, how I learned to stop comparing myself to others and love yeah. my own ideas. Um, yeah. And and comparing yourself is just gonna kill you. Uh, and it's it's hard. I had a successful friend say that she felt badly because a different successful friend, you know, had some random metric of success like Twitter followers that she didn't have. And, um, you have to be really careful. Uh, I think social media is a great tool. I think it's very dangerous. Um, and, and especially with Instagram where we are literally, uh, (laughs) you know, sort of shopping our lives to make them look better with filters. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, You just have to be careful. I think that for me, I use social media because I care a lot about um, where I get to tell my jokes and be funny and post memes. I mean, my Instagram is like not about fine points, about like things that are funny. Um, And um, I enjoy that. And that's part of my brand, though, is is the funny, is the punchy, is the slightly blue. Um, And so... I think that social media is great to advance your cause. What I tell clients is don't do it just to do it. Do one platform well and don't just, you know, sort of half-ass all of them. Yep. And uh, one of the things that I do with clients is something that's not new. It's called the personal brand triangle, which is sort of how you sketch out yourself and the three three overarching themes of you. And mine are humor, uh, women in business and entrepreneurship and media. And every time I post something and say something and do something, it's like, okay, is this in line with what I'm trying to do? Yeah. And I think that's where, where people sometimes get lost. But, um, you know, as a writer as well, I think that there are a lot of other powerful routes to visibility besides social media, but it's becoming one that's sort of a necessary evil. Absolutely. And I think that when you look at um, what people put, people feel, 
I think in general, leaders feel kind of terrified to post because they don't know exactly what to say. I love your concept of using one network and using it well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as a writer, it really helps me with what I do because I do so much around voice and what to genuinely say and, and writing that vocabulary to talk about yourself. Um, and I'm working on a piece right now about, uh, one thing that drives me crazy, which is when people say shameless plug, um, because you're insulting yourself before someone else can. But the problem is you attach a negative qualifier to an accomplishment of yours. Like, how is that going to make me want to read it or feel any, any realm of positivity towards it? So I love that. So you're writing about that today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing about that for, for one of my, one of my spots, like a, you know, Forbes or ink or whatever, but it's, it drives me bananas because it's like, Oh, I want to be excited for you. But then I realized you weren't excited. And so how am I going to be excited? Um, and that's one thing that I talk a lot about, even if you just, just fucking pretend. Um, do you feel, do you feel that way about the term humble brag as well? Like, how do you feel about humble brag? Yes, yeah, exact same think, way, right? I, it's like, just, no, just Why? forget it. Like, right. it, it drives me crazy because the problem is, like, if I am posting, it, there's a way to do things with sort of grace and with with excitement, genuine excitement. I mean, you should be excited about the things you've done. I mean, this is the thing as well. Like, the people that I work with are never people that come to me for ego. I mean, that would be nice if someone just wants to bloviate, but I work with people <laughs> that are all specialists in their field, whether it's yeah. tech, law, um, you know, other entrepreneurs, retail, social good, whatever. I mean, it's never an issue. It's never an issue that they haven't accomplished things. And it's the highly accomplished people that are not talking about them. And there's also this misconception that, you know, and people that come to me say a lot of the similar things. I want to brag, but I, I don't know how to do it without sounding like an asshole. I have to be out there for purposes of my startup, but I don't want to. I'm a very inward facing person and it never occurred to me as a leader that I'd have to be outward facing, or I'd rather just keep my head down and I would rather do the work. And the thing is in 2015, talking about the work is a huge part of doing the work. Absolutely. So that's just, that's a misconception that, that talking about your work isn't working. And, you know, if a great, product falls in the woods and nobody hears about it, you know, you just have like a dead tree in the woods. Absolutely. And Meredith, how do you feel about, this is one thing that I think for me, I I have experienced a struggle with, uh, both from leaders that we work with, you know, occasionally we'll talk to leaders who are are working within the brands that we work and they have these questions for me. Uh, and I, I would love to know your perspective. How do you feel about hesitancy to post, uh, things that people have done on their personal pages. So somebody has a Facebook profile and they're doing great things and they feel like if they update it on their Facebook profile, then their friends will get annoyed. Should they have a separate business page for all of their bragging? You know, is it, is the, the blend of personal and professional, uh, obviously you've seen that happen over time. What recommendations do you have for that? Yeah. I mean, at this point I treat Facebook as public. I mean, it's yeah. just, it is like, I assume at any given time, like I'm like the NSA, like definitely like has my social security number and like all my <laughs> selfies and like none of my, I'm assuming just someone has all my bank account info. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like my friends all work in Bitcoin and blockchain and they're right. two, two factor authentication. And I'm like, mm, someone might steal my identity. But, um, <laughs> At this point, uh, I consider Facebook to be public. And I think that there's also, I mean, there's a happy medium with this stuff. I mean, I write, I've been a freelance writer for 10 years, so I can't post everything I write because then 
it, it's sort of like I've also thrown parties for 10 years. And one thing I learned as a promoter is like you can't invite people to too many parties because then if something isn't scarce, scarce is attractive. So, right. um, you know, you have to, to pace things out and then you might want to create a newsletter. You can have a public page. I probably need to do that. But in the meantime, I will just spam my friends and family with my articles because they seem to like it. But um, you should. You yeah. should, because your stuff, oh, the thing about your stuff is, it's, I mean, aside from, it's just so great. It really resonates. Um, I remember yeah. that piece that you wrote. I actually think that was the first time I re- reached out to you, um, was about women comparing themselves to other women and, and feeling like that was like, it's like you spoke to me, you know, and that I'm sure women feel that all the time. So it's, it's Thank quite you. a service yeah. that you do in posting that, honestly. I really appreciate it. Well, so f- I think also the thing to remember with that and comparing yourself. I mean, obviously there's always going to be someone thinner, richer, smarter, whatever. That's a losing game, but it affects me as well. But then I ask myself if I want that exact accomplishment, if someone, you know, gets written up in the times for teaching women how to brag and it's not me, I'm going to kill someone. But like, otherwise I don't want it. I mean, if you think about you, you can, and, and if you celebrate other people's accomplishments and, and it makes you sort of feel bad about yourself, I mean, I think you have to ask yourself if you genuinely want that exact thing, if you want to be that person in that moment doing that thing. And if you do, that's a whole different conversation, but 99.999% of the time. You don't. You don't. Right. I totally agree. And I think the service you're offering is incredible. If people want to work with you or connect with you just to hear some of your general humor and fabulousness, where should they go? Yes. So my company, Fine Point, you can find at finepointpoint.co.co. Uh, and all of my writing is at meredithfeinman.com. Um, you can just Google me or follow me on Instagram. Uh, no, but, but, but those are the, those are the two, those are the two spots. And if you want to see me like post pictures of my shoes, you can look on Instagram. But uh, if you want to work with me as well, you can always email me meredith at finepoint.co. There's also a form on my website and I'm, I'm rolling out some, some more public group workshops versus the ones that I do with companies or, or that are more private. So stay tuned. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show. You're a fabulous social lady. You've been listening to all the social ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.